The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Barca Bloodgrounders podcast. My name is Josh. We are joined once again by our old friend, Emil Avanesian. Emil, how are we doing? I'm good, Josh. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, how is, uh, how's the writing going? What, what have we been working on recently? Uh, so recently, I mean, I think uh, it's, been a, it's been a moment since, uh, since we last chatted. But um, so I wrote uh, for the... Uh, for the Squall, which is the monthly offshoot of the Blizzard, for which I had uh, written previously, uh, I think we both uh, acknowledged that we'd kind of given a little bit of love to, to Real Madrid at, a, at what might be an inopportune time for Barcelona fans. Uh, I actually wrote a half appreciation, half uh, sort of retrospective of uh, uh, Sergio Ramos's uh, career through the prism of the red card and. Uh, so I actually really enjoyed writing that. So it's, uh, yeah, so that's actually at the squall. I can send you a, you know, I can send you a link to, to share for that. And otherwise I've actually been doing, um, been doing a little bit of NBA writing, particularly as it, you know, as it pertains to kind of the, the recent, uh, the strike and uh, sort of what could have been and uh, the, the potential fallout for it and, and things like that. Um, that's actually going to be at, um, it's a website called Hacking Finance, and uh, it's just a, it's a collection of actually really kind of interesting kind of entrepreneurial kind of smart folks, and uh, for some reason they decided to, to let me in. So, um, and, uh, so that's kind of been occupying a lot of my time, and then also I've just been gathering a lot of thoughts on uh, sort of Barcelona and Messi and yeah. just kind of the, the general mess at Barcelona and sort of where, where everything goes from here. Good. Well, I'm glad you've been gathering your thoughts because um, we've uh, we've had a I guess about seven or eight days since the initial. Um, has it been longer than that? Was it like last Tuesday that all this started breaking? So I think it was. If memory serves, it yeah, I think it was the 25th. Okay. Isn't it? I, I think that's when he. Yeah, because I recorded. Sort of yeah. Officially said he wanted yep. out. <laughs> Yep. Okay. So, before we get to Messi, I, there are two yes. other there are two other players I I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on. Um, I, Ivan Rakitic is is a player that I think we we both um, have previously talked about. We didn't really understand kind of mm-hmm. the vitriol that kind of went towards him. Um, so he oh. is officially leaving, going back to Sevilla. Um, I think the you know there's a, I, I'm glad to see kind of a lot of retrospective um, appreciation for him because you know he deserves it. So um, despite only being at Barcelona for six years, it feels like he's kind of just like a club legend and staple. Kind of just give us some brief thoughts on Ivan Rakitic, kind of what he meant to you from the Barcelona perspective and everything. Yeah, so I mean I think a lot of it, you know what you said. Um, I'm I'm right there with you, and you know I always thought it was interesting that. Uh, I mean, particularly online, but I mean, just in general, it was at best kind of 
Barcelona fans were either exasperated with him or just felt that he was kind of not enough or he was sort of stylistically not brilliant enough or, or whatever it was. And, you know, I always thought that, I mean, I've always said, I think Ivan Rakitic's greatest sin at Barcelona was simply not being Xavi or Iniesta and kind of, you know, having the, having the timing to arrive as they were either winding down or had just left the club and sort of, you know, his, his greatest in any other context, I think he just ends up being celebrated as sort of this model professional and just kind of, you know, sort of to, to use an NBA term, kind of like a good, a good kind of glue guy, you know, and just a really a skilled, intelligent player, good teammate, solid pro, everything like that. And I never, I never fully understood why the, uh, why there was so much kind of dislike in vitriol for him. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, he won absolutely everything basically that there was to win while at Barcelona. I mean, he won. I think 16 titles overall. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the, there was the league titles, the, the Copa del Rey, there was the trouble year. So he got, a, he got a Champions League medal out of it too. And, I mean, it was even kind of during that time. I know it was, it's a totally different thing, but it was during that time while at, at Barcelona where kind of that Croatia team gelled and actually made it to the final of the World Cup too. And so it's kind of, I mean, I think it's been a, I mean, he himself, I think, has been an excellent player for the last six years. Um, Barcelona, I think, would have been far worse off without him over the past six years. And, yeah, I mean, I'm very uh, – I mean, I'm happy for him. Uh, you know, he clearly wanted to go back to Sevilla, and uh, he's, he's super excited to do so. And, yeah, I mean, I think he was a, I think he was a really good – kind of he was a great servant for the club and model pro. And, yeah, I mean, I wish him well. Yeah, and obviously there are you know fun moments to look back on with him, um, just like an, as an individual within Barcelona. But I think some of the most appealing football to watch him play was while he was playing with the Croatian national team um, when they had the. I, was it at the World Cup when they really play, when they made it to the final? Or my misremembering yeah. was it the Euros? Okay, it was the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, no, it was, and, yeah, they yeah, it was like when they lost to to France. This right you know, whatever it was like two years ago, 2018 or whatever. Yeah. So I watching him gel, um, on that team was kind of like the, the, the pinnacle of the racket experience. I know he was kind of starting his downward trend, um, overall just, you know, with his age and everything at that point, but, um, his career obviously isn't over. He still has some gas left in the tank as we occasionally Mm -hmm. saw Barcelona. Um, so it's going to be fun to watch him continue his career at Sevilla. Um, Another guy I wanted to get some thoughts on because it appears like we're closer and closer to a Luis Suarez de Juventus deal. Um, I think the other team that was sort of in the mix was PSG, but it, it did seem like it was Juve the whole time. And I guess mm-hmm. they're reportedly going to give Barcelona some sort of symbolic fee um, just to keep the relationship solid between the two clubs. Uh, mm-hmm. Just on a uh, football fan, you know, broad perspective, I'm excited just i'd be like beyond words to see him at juventus um the uh the the combination of seeing him um kind of in that gonzalo gonzalo higuain role um, along with cristiano ronaldo and paulo dybala is going to be 
fascinating to watch. Um, I think he fits perfectly in that role and uh, it's going to be exciting to see him kind of in his next... I, I, I do think it's funny. Um, he's going to be teaming with Chiellini now, of course, the famous biting incident. Yeah, so bite. that's going to be a little fascinating to watch. But <laughs> overall, um, if, if he does end up leaving, um, it'll be kind of weird to see a Barcelona side without Rakitic and now Luis Suarez. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think... I mean, with Suarez too, there's so many kind of elements to it that I mean I think he's one he's wildly expensive and Barcelona need to shed payroll kind of wherever they can I think he's going to make the same amount of Juventus from what I read like he's getting the exact same contract yeah and I mean I mean, between between he and Cristiano I mean I, I think that works out to something like 55 or 60 million for for the two of them which is Absolutely wild, but uh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the look from a from a football perspective, I think he's still look. He's still a really good player. I mean, he's you know he's far far off his best, and I think very clearly the the reputation and kind of the 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 body of work kind of supersedes the the reality of of what he is right now. Um, I mean, I know this this deal is going to wind up. I'm I'm almost positive we'll be talking in a year, year and a half, or something. And this deal is going to wind up looking terrible for Barcelona because I do think he's going to get to Juventus, and they just they have this juggernaut of an attack. You know, it's sort of a some sort of version of the of the MSN, if not exactly that. And you know, he's he's going to score goals. I mean, DiBala is absolutely outstanding and requires a lot of attention. Cristiano is Cristiano and he's going to command a ton of attention. And then, you know, Suarez is just going to have, I think a lot more, a lot of freedom to move around. And, you know, the, the midfield at Juventus is, you know, he's going to, he's going to get the, he's going to get the service and he's going to have two pretty top level attackers flanking him. And so I think he's going to have a lot of freedom to move around. I imagine he's going to rack up quite a few goals. From a Barcelona perspective, I mean, I think this feels kind of inevitable. Um, and, and honestly, it is probably the, the smart move. I mean, it, one, it does, you know, the, the board or kind of the, the powers that be need to balance the books before, I guess, before they vacate at the next, uh, next elections. And so taking, taking Suarez is, uh, Wages off the bill is is going to be huge, and also, I mean, I think I was actually just having this conversation with someone here last night, and the idea that we've all kind of soured on Antoine Griezmann, and you know the the notion that he kind of fell from probably deserved the Ballon d'Or and won the won the World Cup a couple of years ago to sort of people at Barcelona wondering, you know, or Barcelona fans and fans around the world wondering, you know, can he still play? Is he worth it? Is he, you know, is he over the, over the hill? I think giving him the, the freedom to kind of slide into the middle, into the middle of attack instead of kind of putting him out on the wing. I think the, the benefit of the benefit to Griezmann's game is going to be massive too. So, I mean, I think from a financial perspective and I think there is a little bit of kind of that getting out the, getting out the old guard, um, I know it has kind of knock-on effects given Suarez's friendship with, with Leo and, you know, there's, that's a separate conversation to be had, 
but I do think it's kind of, it's not a bad time for Suarez to be, to be moved on. He's going to find a good situation and he'll be well paid and score a bunch of goals and it'll allow Barcelona to get the most out of sort of the attacking players that, that do remain. 100% agree. Um, I think the Griezmann thing is the most interesting to me out of all this. Like even, you know, you think about all the players that are exiting Barcelona and who might exit Barcelona. Um, and there's just Griezmann's just kind of sitting there waiting for that opportunity. So yeah. he's definitely going to be probably the main player to watch at Barcelona this next year to see how he adapts to that. Um, so we've uh, we've had the appetizer on onto the main course. Uh, when Lionel Messi, the news first came out, did you believe it? And when you finally came to believe it, what were your thoughts? I mean... So, like, on the one hand, I, I couldn't, but then on the other, sort of, when you take a step back and sort of look through the situation of, you know, the, the Champions League shortfalls, and it seems like, I mean, I think you can kind of rank Rome and, uh, Rome and Liverpool, the Roma and Liverpool kind of defeats, I guess, however you want, but it's four years running now where they were completely stifled by Juventus, and then there was the, uh, what do they call it, the, the Romantata. And then, and then there was the, the complete debacle at Liverpool. And then there was just the, the you know, the, the obliteration against Bayern. And between that and then knowing that, you know, Messi doesn't, Messi doesn't particularly care for, for Bartomeu. And then you kind of start looking and you see that, a number of sort of, if not, I mean, there's been the, the really high price guys. We've talked about it before. There's Coutinho and, and Dembele that, you know, massive money was splashed out on that kind of brought very little in the way of returns. And then you even have the, a bunch of the guys that were signed in that sort of 25 to 50 million range. And, you know, whether it's Arthur or Malcolm or, uh, you know, there's Langlet, there's Titi, like there's just so much and so little of it has, has genuinely panned out. Um, I mean, I can see where he kind of got to that point. My initial thought was that my initial thought was that it was a power play and, um, which by the way, it, it still might be. And like, they're obviously it's hard to believe any report that comes out. Um, yeah. I think today as we're recording this Thursday, there was a report that the meeting between Messi's dad and Barcelona went well yesterday. And some were saying he's not leaning towards staying if Bartomeu leaves all this stuff. So it could still very well be a power play. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I think the, yeah, like, yeah, the latest thing that I saw was, so I saw one thing last night, this morning that said that, you know, breaking now Messi is 90% leaning towards staying. Yep. And then I saw another thing that uh, Jorge Messi said, I never said he was staying. I said, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, he, he said yeah. he was considering it, which is like, yes, yeah, yeah of, of course. <laughs> yeah. Until things are signed and ratified we're I guess we're all considering everything. So, yeah. I mean, so there's, there's that. I mean, I, I think there's the power play element of it. Um, you know, what's interesting to see more and more is sort of the, the accounts coming out that, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's because Messi never so seldom does interviews and he's, you know, by and large, sort of a kind of a shy looking and kind of soft spoken dude when he does talk. And, you know, with the exception of the, 
that one press conference he gave, he gave after uh, the end of the, or, you know, kind of at the end of the league season, um, he's not really, he's not really like big with the, he doesn't kind of breathe fire when he talks, you know, he just kind of says the, the, the right things and, you know, he kind of does what needs to be done to, to stay revered. So, but I mean, I think there's, there's an element where having the money and the power clearly, clearly appeals to him. And on the one hand, I mean, more power to him. I mean, there's so much, the, the last decade has largely been built on kind of his, his sweat along with that of, you know, kind of the, the aging core that, uh, that since gone, you know, that since exited. I mean, I think the, what I keep coming back to is, so it's in all likelihood, it'll be city if he leaves. And I just feel like that the whole thing, like the, re, you know, it's a reunion with Pep, the, the tactical mastermind and all the, all the talent and everything that, that city has and all that. Um, I just, I don't know other than simply trying to, I mean, I know it's the trying to win more things, but I feel like there's a little bit of an unsatisfying element to, you know, of Messi leaving to go to, you know, sort of the, the trillionaire owned club after all the years of kind of whatever critics Messi had saying that, you know, all he does is play in the league or, you know, Barca and Madrid win everything. And, you know, there's so little competition and stuff like that to then go and join admittedly in a very competitive league, but to join a juggernaut there that has effectively limitless wealth. Just, it feels unsatisfying. Um, I also don't know why he would trade being revered in Barcelona where his family is happy and settled and living for falls and winters in Manchester. Yeah, the the city thing is just weird to me. Um, I think like... Obviously, like Pep is the reason he goes there. If he does, um, yeah. the the PSG Inter Milan um, links always made more sense to me from a not not because it's what Ronaldo did, but because I think what Ronaldo did makes the most sense. Whereas, like, why would you want to go to England and play in the most competitive league? Um, like, I there there is that yeah it, it, it doesn't and I I get your point about like unsatisfying going to the trillionaire own club but like i mean you throw messi at manchester city i'm still not like placing my house that they win the league just because the premier league is so weird um i i mean i guess but there is a little bit that i feel like we're kind of I, i think seeing barcelona scuffle as badly as they did has obscured a little bit the fact that like it would be messy surrounded by a pretty optimized it's still a near his prime Lionel Messi surrounded by a pretty optimized lineup uh, and he doesn't have to literally do everything he doesn't have to sort of you know turn the lights on and off and sell the hot dogs too in addition to scoring all the goals and so I I think it would be I mean I think it would be a little bit it would be a little bit nuts you know what I mean just I mean, just from an entertainment value perspective, right? Like the thing that uh, a lot of Premier League people always said in the past was like Messi couldn't survive. Like the old joke is like a Thursday rainy night in Stoke or whatever. Yeah, the what windy night in Stoke. <laughs> and um, I mean, like part of me like actually does want to see stuff like that. Like I want to see him get the Eden Hazard treatment and get tackled a million times because then you're going to have the battle. Well, like if, if he's not 
incredibly successful right away. It's going to be like, oh, well, it's because he's not his prime anymore. Like, I I kind of do want the storyline of seeing him um, in the Premier League just from an entertainment yeah. perspective because, like, let's say he does stay at Barcelona. And I, I think it's going to be difficult to say unless he signs a new contract, which I, I don't think there's any way he does, even if he does stay. Um, there's always going to be kind of the doubt in the back of your head, like, well, he's just kind of getting pressured to stay for one more year because, like, what's he going to do, sit out in his prime? Um, yeah. Do, do you actually think there's any any feasible possibility that Messi sits out a year? No, that I don't. I, I don't think that happens. Um, I just, I think that would be sort of I just think that would kind of damage his standing because I think the the way it stands right now is without a doubt sort of Bartomeu and the board are like they're the dopes in this whole situation like they're they're the guys who sort of you know they were handed the the winning lottery ticket and absolutely managed to set it on fire and you know kind of set it on fire again I mean it's just they the way it stands right now, they are kind of the, the unquestioned villains, you know? A lot of people are saying, you know, I mean, you, you just, you look on Twitter and there's the, the majority of people, you know, sort of fans who are chiming in are saying they should just let him go after everything he's done for the club. Like he's, you know, he breathed life into the club. Like just, he kept them afloat, all this. And I think sitting out would absolutely squander all of that, sort of incredible amount of goodwill that the Messi has. So, I mean, I think in the, is in the that worst deserved, case, though, because like in my head, I, I, I haven't said that on Twitter, but I think in my head, I, I buy into that line of thinking, right? Like if you're going to like give any, and it's a business, right? If you're going to give yeah. any player the benefit of like, Hey, you've made us billions, well, not billions, yeah. millions, right. Over the last, you know, decade and a half. Uh, if, if, if there's anyone billions, we should try probably. to help leave, it's Lionel Messi. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's, yeah, um, I think where the problem comes in and, you know, we've kind of, I think we've talked about it in the past and it's sort of, it's one of the things that's kind of come into the forefront of this, forefront of this conversation is that, I mean, the, the club is financially just sort of, it's a wreck. I mean, apparently it's, you know, the, the money side of things is worse than what it is on the pitch and, you know that didn't end well. And so, um, so I know there's that element of it where these guys, and it's not even sort of Bartomeu, it's, uh, Rossell who preceded him that was shown the door. And ultimately I think he ended up serving kind of a year and a half for money laundering or something. And, um, and Bartomeu is sort of a, a very close ally of Sandro Rossell. And so it's kind of that whole, it's been the last kind of dozen-ish years almost. It's been the, a very good chunk of, I guess, a good chunk of Messi's senior career, if anything else. If nothing else is under sort of some version of this, uh, of this group. Whether, you know, Rossell and Bartomeu kind of share our mind on this. And, you know, I mean, for for years they've just kind of bungled and bungled everything and they spent beyond their means. And, you know, so many things were kind of financial engineering to, to balance the books in a given year, sort of the, 
as they did most recently with the Arthur and uh, Marilyn Pianich swap. It's essentially to amortize more money over a longer period of time to make this year's uh, to make this year's accounts closer to balance. So, I mean, I think there's. So I understand. Yeah, I mean, I do think Messi's worth all of that all of that goodwill. Um, I don't want to give any sort of empathy to the guys running the club right now. But at the same time, I also understand why they're kind of fighting tooth and nail to, to get something for him if he leaves, because he's essentially the most sellable asset that they have. And if that's gone, really all they have is, you know, some pretty talented players that they overpaid for and are going to have a very difficult time unloading at anything close to, you know, purchase yeah. price. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the worst time and uh, you know, you you would you would expect that Lionel Messi would only leave the club at the worst time, but it really is like the worst time financially or um football-wise for a, your best asset to leave. Um yeah. and like obviously there's all the implications of how sad it is for all the fans and all that stuff blah blah blah, but uh when the emotional side and the financial side both kind of clash, it's like I don't blame both sides for being mad about this and wanting to kind of get out of it in the easiest way possible. Um, to me, like the yeah. most realistic outcome, if he really is set on leaving and he doesn't care if Bartomeu resigns is like that city package of like a hundred million plus Eric Garcia and like another player or two. Um, yeah. I hear like uh, Gabriel Jesus and Garcia. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you did something like that, um, I like that makes the most sense for both parties because it's like city could just, you know, get another financial fair play penalty or what it like, they don't care. Like you said, like it's limitless wealth. Um, and you know, the whole 700 million thing, like that's ridiculous. No one's going to approach that. And so I think if you're Barcelona and you're like, we, we could lose him for free next summer or we could get something like, I, I don't know why I haven't read more about, um, and maybe Messi doesn't want to go to Inter, and that's why we haven't read about this, but like why Messi for Latoro with some, like a little bit of money hasn't come up is crazy to me. Like, I, I don't know why these like slight bits of money for Messi deals haven't come up more. Maybe, maybe it's just not realistic. Like I think it is like, maybe no one has money, <laughs> even city. Well, I think, yeah, I think there's some of that. And I think also, um, and I don't know the extent to which um, I, I, I know for, for different clubs in different leagues, it's the, the numbers are broken out. So, I mean, I think the, the absence of gate revenues have obviously hit, you know, hit footballing revenue. And, you know, so it's been solely the, the TV money, which is considerable, but, you know, everyone's revenue has taken a hit and, I mean, I can only imagine that, I mean, I don't imagine Messi's taking a huge pay cut, right, wherever he goes. So even if he goes to Inter, he's still going to get paid, whatever it is, isn't it like 50 million, sort of as a base wage? Yeah, I have no, it's something ridiculous. I... Yeah, and so, I mean, I don't know, is he suddenly, because I feel like that would be the extra sort of like kick in the shins, is like on the way out the door, be like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. I will not play for you guys again. And instead of a $50 million salary, I'm going to go to Inter for like 12. 
How you do know, you... Just to, to help them balance the books, I'm going to take a massive pay cut. How do you see this playing out? Just like, I guess, to kind of wrap up the conversation, like, yeah. right, it's still too, like, the reports mean nothing to me. The, like, last week when it was rumored that him and City were a done deal, like, it meant nothing to me. The the rumors right. now that his, like, his father's meeting with Bartomeo went, like, better than expected or whatever. Um, <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah, yeah means, means nothing to me. It means they had coffee and things didn't get crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> how do you see this playing out if you had to make a prediction right now? If I had to make a prediction, and I don't know how much of it is, uh, I don't know how much of it is sort of wishful thinking, and a little bit of it is, um, you know, I, I always kind of drag the NBA into this one way or another, but this this always reminds me kind of of I think it was in like in oh seven oh eight when Kobe Bryant was demanding a trade from the Lakers. They had they'd been. Un- uncompetitive for two years they'd missed the playoffs they they barely snuck into the playoffs and missed the playoffs and just it was sort of he was putting up huge numbers very much lms he was kind of putting up massive numbers sort of in a vacuum there was there was no real sort of ambition or or road to to championships or contention and i remember there was interviews where he said point blank i have played my last game with the lakers i will never play for them again and things like that and Essentially, they waited it out. They kept saying, like, you know, we don't want to trade them. We're going to wait for the right offer, wait for the right offer, whatever. And then ultimately, it resulted in they were able to pull off a, a coup and get Pau Gasol and sort of the, the situation turned around. So this feels very much like that, except I don't see where the Pau Gasol part of it comes in. Like, I see Barcelona doing everything possible to not pull the trigger yet. Because they could easily just be like, I'm sure there's some deal that they could strike and just be rid of this if they actually wanted to. Be. I but I I just don't get it. if they actually think they have a chance of keeping him, um, and like the main thing he wants is Bartomeu gone. Like you said, I don't know what chess pieces they have. Like Rakitic just left for nothing. Suarez is going to leave for nothing. Like what what is Messi staying for at this point? Because he's going to come back to a team that has more room for younger unproven players to play for like I, I i don't know what he um i don't know how this barcelona team looks any better next year no oh, i agree and i mean i guess it comes down to sort of the 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 mentality thing of and this is one of those kind of unknowables i mean and and i suppose messi's you know i guess his ultimate ambition or his, his primary goal is simply to sort of you know, accumulate winners' medals, and and I know that sounds kind of stupid. I mean, because that's ultimately that's everybody's goal. But like, you know, I think if there was sort of an administration in place that sort of he he got along with, or you know, some sort of you know the the term they always use is some sort of project that he could sort of see and get on board with. And if they could sort of, I mean, they'd really be asking him to stay on, continue to be sort of brilliant, but also be something of a, of a mentor and groom, hopefully a generation of young talents. And I don't know that that's what he wants. I mean, there has to be enough sort of, I guess there's a little bit of heartstrings. And if there's a little bit of willingness on his part to do that, and I don't know, hopefully his 
and you know maybe his his wife and kids just really really don't want to either go live in Manchester or be without dad for six months. You're skating around it. Is he gonna stay? If I had, okay, if I had to wager, and I, I wouldn't. You you have not, to right now. I take. I take. He stays. I I think somehow, some way, maybe he just stays and almost, almost rides out his contract, rides out this last year, where he can just leave kind of undisputed for free, and also in the meantime, sort of he sees off Bartomeu because they've pulled they've brought the elections forward to March. Bartomeu is not allowed to run again. And so effectively sort of Messi sticks around and, you know, sees off Bartomeu, makes sure that these dudes who are in charge don't get a chance to blow the money that selling Messi would generate. And then, you know, when he leaves, kind of leave it in the hands of hopefully more responsible stewards, but you never know. Uh, but yeah, I think he stays this year. From from that point, I mean, I think it depends because I don't know if he's, I don't know where he, I don't know where he goes. He's he's never lived anywhere other than Barcelona. And by that point, he'll be thirty four, almost thirty five years old. I think if he stays one more year, there's a good chance that he stays maybe two or three more years and just kind of rides out, rides out the string, and then. Just wait till the noodles in Argentina. Yeah, just waits for the MLS or the Argentina move at some point because that still feels a couple years away. And I think if you if he doesn't make like a not rash because I don't think he makes rash decisions, but if he doesn't move in the next like month, um, yeah, then I, I think he does stay for a couple more years because I think he has a broader chance to look at the landscape and see like even with me at Manchester City, like, am I, do I have a better chance to win the Champions mm-hmm. League than I do at Barcelona? Do I have a better chance to win a domestic title um, than I do at Barcelona? And, like, and, I, and P- PSG, or I'm sorry, not PSG, but Juventus is, seems yeah. like the only team where he would have a better chance of winning the Champions League than he does at Barcelona. As, even as weak as this Barcelona team is, it just, that, that's just how it feels to me. And, you know, so I, I, have a, I have a question for you, actually. So if, if say the city thing goes down and he, he goes and joins city and he and everybody, Kevin De Bruyne and Aguero and just that, that murderers row, like they, they go and they, they win the, the champions league. And this really isn't a sort of sour grapes, Barcelona fan perspective, at least I not consciously, but does that, yeah, it's another champions league winners medal. So you can add it to the, add it to the tally makes the CV look even more impressive Awesome, great. Yeah. Does that sort of resonate? Like how much, like how impressed are we if Messi goes to more or less peak Manchester City and they win the Champions League? Of course, it's difficult to do irrespective, but... I I don't think we're that impressed, but I also don't necessarily know if that matters. Like I don't... I, no, because history will remember, yeah, you go with the tallies at that point. Yeah, and I mean, he's already, like, the only thing that could make him shine brighter in football history is, like, the World Cup win. Um, like, yeah. I, he's not like a LeBron James to me at this point where, like, it is just about numbers because we're not going to remember how many Champions League titles Messi won, I guess. Like, he's already, he, he like, he's... Like he's won enough. You yeah. Know? Like, like he's, he's his career could stop troubles, and you know? his career could literally stop today. And, um, I, like th- th- his move to city wouldn't be for like a legacy thing. It would be for like something that motivates him that 
is just like continuous winning, even if it's at a place like City, where it's like, does that even does that mean as much to him? Like, it's not going home. It's not. Yeah, it it, it feels shallow, but um, we also don't. I, I don't know his motivations are at that point. That's exactly it. I mean, because I mean, on the one hand, it's sort of only legacy, legacy or money would be the only reasons to go to City, and I don't know that the. the that that would scratch kind of that that legacy. Itch. It almost seems like he's so frustrated, rightfully so, and and so mad. And I th- we've talked we talked about this like a month ago. I feel like where it was like of all the times where it feels like Messi might leave, this one feels the most real. Um, yes, and because his frustrations were kind of bubbling over, and it's like, I think the longer this goes on, the the more likely it is that he stays because I think he is just like so frustrated with how the money has been spent and how things have been run and managed, and like spite and frustration is like a really good reason to leave a job that you've loved and that you've built your life around. <laughs> and yes. that it, it might be as simple as that. He might not be thinking about what happens if I go to city and win a title. He might think I just want to play football with a lot of good players. And, uh, I, I can't seem to get that here anymore. So bye. And, yeah, and maybe that's exactly, enough. And, and, and exactly. How can I kind of, <laughs> how can I just kind of get in one last jab at Bartomeu on the way out too? Like, yeah. Make make his legacy be, you know, the guy who drove out Messi. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean that I mean, look, the that kind of like spite and pettiness is, you know, I mean that's like Michael Jordan stuff. And for all we know, like for all we know, Messi has that kind of burning in him. Um Yeah, because there's really there's no real financial or kind of career achievement motivation anymore to leave. Like he's accomplished everything, like you said, except for the World Cup win. And he has all the money that he could conceivably need, you know, and just, and they're going to continue to pay him well. So yeah, it's going to be some other, something like that, kind of sending a message to the club or, you know, something kind of getting, definitively getting over on Bartomeu or something along those lines. Yep, but you think if you had to bet today he stays, I I tend to agree with you. I think the longer this goes on, um, the more likely it is that he stays and kind of makes some excuse for himself. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of all I got. Um, check out Emil on Twitter yeah. at Hardwood Hype, and I, I'm going to link your your Sergio Ramos piece um, in the post. So, any parting thoughts for us? Um, no, I mean I think this is. I mean, when you and I spoke about a month ago, we kind of talked about how this thing was just—it really was just turning into sort of this like fever dream of a scenario, and it—it it really is kind of dragging out of. And it's one of those things where you laugh at every headline that comes out, but ultimately, you're like, I just I want something to happen, but it also just is so—it's almost suffocatingly right there all the time, <laughs> and. Uh, no, I mean, I think we just have to wait this thing out. I mean, we're all we're all going to be kind of running around in circles until we know what exactly happens with with Messi. And I don't even know what kind of self-imposed or anyone else imposed deadlines there are. Like, it's just so. I think we're going to be a little bit more exhausted probably for another week or two until hopefully this thing gets shaken out somehow. Yep. So we'll talk again soon. Uh, hopefully we'll have some news to awesome. actually talk about the next time we d- discuss things. So appreciate you joining me and uh, have a good one. Anytime. Man. Thank you. Thank you.